everyone. Welcome to our podcast, A Reader's Mind, for our English class, sponsored by Licea Juan Ramon Jimenez, where we talk about a Roman one ounce by Virginia Woolf. Hello, and a good day for everyone. In our last episode, we left Virginia asking her about the women's role all over history and especially how are they put in the fiction plays. We saw how she used Shakespeare as a guide to compare fiction and reality, how, before that, she masked the apparently woman's inferiority as an attempt of men to feel superior. Furthermore, we knew about these different Calvinistic styles and how books didn't provide a complete answer which wasn't found at the British Museum. Today, in chapter number 3, 4 and 5, we are watching how Virginia follows exposing some ways of mistreatment of women, how the literature became a freedom and expression space, and the difficulties in this field. Come on to avoid this interesting essay. The behaviors typical of the 16th century wouldn't allow the woman to express herself in literature, as she demonstrated with the example of Shakespeare's sister. In the beginning, it's difficult to be a writer because it requires money, interest, niceness between others, and even more for a woman, because she couldn't be well known because of the moral of that time handed down that. It was the relic of the sense of chastity that dictated anonymity of two women even so late as the 19th century. The difficulties for women were such a big seas. After they needed to solve those problems, they must fulfill all the women's labors, having at least an own space or room where they couldn't be separated from the household chores and normal interruptions, where they could have time enough for themselves, explore their ideas and develop it. Exploring these difficulties, Virginia begins exposing the bad opinion about the abilities of women for writing. There was the opinion that women weren't smart enough, their intellectual production in that sense wouldn't be good or something worthy of analyzing or comparing with the male literature. She goes through several important men's opinions, which, in summary, propose the next. Quote, the effects that nothing could be expected of women intellectuality. And she arrived at a terrible, weird, and a little funny conclusion. The history of men's opposition to women's emancipation is more interesting, perhaps, than the story of that emancipation itself. In other words, the men have spent more time trying to feel superior at the expense of women than the same women trying to take up those prejudices. And even when the time could erase a little, just a bit, these difference and attacks against women, only a few rich ladies were able to write, overcoming conventionalisms. For this point, the author explores several women's work of different centuries, mainly the 19th and beginnings of the 20th. Also exposed how the writing 
has been discredited for different reasons. Very shocking, overboard, exclusive or inclusive a lot, and more. She approaches some books of poetry and novels written by women and exposes how the literature has been a sort of feminist way to express the female position and the difficulties it had had. Keys Lady in Chelsea, who ended being boggy to freaking clever girls with, it's incredible how someone who wrote such a lot of truth about the women's situation and who finally expressed some feelings was discredited so much an aberrant situation. For much time, the writing was looking with a value. It was separate for women in Virginia words. One finds that even a woman with a great thought for writing has brought herself to believe that to write a book was to be ridiculous, even to show oneself distract. A similar path followed Dorothy Osborne and Mistress Dane, heralds of a new time. For the first time, a woman wrote by herself, with all her richness, while with dedication and sacrifice. After being in the city, median class made some money and demonstrated writing is a productive office that could support one. Discovering the write, an activity that served to women to express their opinions while was able to support their life. And here, Virginia inserts an interesting quote. Money dignifies what is frivolous if unpaid it, which forces us to reflect about how in our life we live, we give more value between two similar things to the most expensive one, as the author says. These women in France and England poet votes proceed the women's novelist. Here, Virginia reveals to us the complexity of creating a story and all the things that run the creative process. I can tell you, you are sounding pretentious, that I know what she is talking about. I have made the same process twice at school, and it's a process that requires quite a lot of imagination, illustration, rigor, time between others. But in all cases, it requires free space physically and in terms of time, even more for women who, as Mrs. Nightingale was so vehemently to complain, women never have a half hour that they can tell their own. A quote from the essay. Then the writer began analyzing Jane Austen and Charlotte Brown's plays, Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre respectively. About, she says the next, was greeted by women without more experience of life than could enter the house of a respectable clergyman, written too in the common sitting room of that respectable house, and by women so poor that they could not afford to buy more than a few quires of paper at a time. She reminds this kind of novel allows us to explore opposed feelings and emotion is such a masterly because they are so real that involves us as a real life. 
with these deep and beautiful words about what is a good novel, we are going to a brief. Returning here to our analysis of the essay A Room of One's Own, Virginia Woolf exposes us to another mother that woman must affront when waiting her works to be compared with plays written by men. The women's values, what's important for them, are clearly different from men's, naturally. In the eagerness to depreciate women, their values are also under scrutiny. And the same, they are devalued in life. The same is lowering the fiction the women write. So, the sex influence how the books are received by the public. If they touch the superficial things that are actually important for women, the book is in the same way superficial. The author is shocked to find a lot of people whose opinions repeat the same of women's inferiority understanding the same way in their literature. In that sense, the importance of the first women who began writing, getting over the difficulties listed before and made a really important role, creating a tradition, when behind one exists a previous knowledge or tradition about how to do things, there exists a sort of inertia that facilitates us everything. When these women wrote, they stand the foundations of tradition to allow other women to write in the future. Without those, without a tradition behind, being completely new, the world is more incredible. Virginia doesn't want to do the difference between men and women and their respective works. Instead, try to carry the dialogue, the dialogue to what should the difference be. More. Virginia is still finding points to discuss the relationship between sexes. In their books, the women always have relations only with men. They don't have best friends or neighbors to talk, or feeling or appreciation, affect or similar. The critic here is, it's becoming evident that women, like men, have other interests besides the perennial interests of domesticity which are the environments where women are most time if they are with men. And finally, I think we found the most whole conclusions of this essay. Will says, referring to another authors of 19th century, the next one. If Mircinia Harmichael knows how to write, and I was beginning to enjoy some quality in her style, if she has a room to herself, of which I am not quite sure if she has 500 a year of her own, but that remains to be proved, then I think that something of great importance has happened. 
Why does she look like this? Because it requires several things to the genre this specific situation. One is that there is a woman who knows how to write and read, who has behind her a whole historic process of women's empowerment in literature, fighting against prejudices and all the conditions of the epoch. A second one, perceive an uncertain quality, needs equality at least in the parameters. A third one, is a room that allows the woman in questions to have time to explore her ideas adequately and have time to develop them. And finally, 500 pounds a year that provides monetary independence from the other sex and the ability to develop her own ideas as far as she wants, like Virginia experimented with her heritage. Well, the end has arrived and we have seen how would well, the different arguments exposed previously also explain in our anterior chapter in a complex but scientific reasoning, leaving enough to get us thinking about and waiting to know more about this essay. Not being more, I say goodbye until the next and final episode of our podcast.